Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like Jokic. your sitter. Wow. As long as there are fans on this that's all I care about. So the Warrior fans come in here, the Celtics fans come in here, Laker fans come in here. But take that L on the way out. No, bitch. Here's the Welcome into the Pickaxe Podcast. It is Zach Bikosh and Gordon Gross. Gordon is back. Taking last week off was not in Boston, as we had previously claimed. Um, Mr. Blackburn, of course, filled in nicely for us, though. Uh, Gordon uh, Ryan had the take that Dikembe Mutombo did not have deserve to have his jersey retired. Do you agree? I I think that sometimes the people who didn't watch Deke play um, forget or don't really comprehend what he was to the Nuggets. So let's just say uh, Ryan and I agree to disagree on that one. Man, there you go. Yeah, I, I, you got to remember, Ryan. He, I don't even think he was alive for uh, for the Deke run. Uh, yeah, the, the whole Sonics Nuggets thing. Uh, he was not in the womb, so <laughs> he was not in the womb. It was merely a twinkle in his father's eye. Uh, we're <laughs> we're getting off we're getting off beaten uh, in a direction we don't want to go. Um, here we what we do want to talk about though is is our Denver Nuggets who are now uh, streaking and nine in the last ten five in a row including the win tonight recording this Sunday night uh, right after the win over the Phoenix Suns. Um, Gordon, let's uh, man, let's get right into it. Uh, give me uh, you uh, out of the wins we saw this week, the uh, uh, the Rockets, the Celtics, and the Suns. Which one um, which one do you put as your most impressive? Um, I would probably have to say Rockets just because the Nuggets can't beat the Rockets. They match up really well with the Celtics. And while the, um, the injury, um, to Kemba definitely throws off, um, both teams in in that kind of a situation. Yeah. Like the, the Nuggets, the Nuggets have the personnel for Boston. They don't necessarily have them for Houston. So the Houston showing is just more impressive to me to see, um, how they defended Westbrook, how they defended Harden. Um, how they were able to keep them from being the playmakers they normally are. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I, I got to agree. I mean, the Celtics are a good team. The Suns are, are um, these are not your older brothers. Phoenix they're improving. Suns, right there. They're, they're, uh, they're, they got a sneaky shot at making the playoffs this year. Actually, somebody, a team maybe you could see in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, if you're the Denver Nuggets, but the, the, the Rockets game, just because of the history, right? I mean, the only time they've been able to beat the Rockets basically in Malone's tenure has been when, uh, I think Clint Capella was out and, and they had Kenneth Fareed at center instead. Otherwise, the, the Rockets, and it's never been, been very particularly close either. Uh, they, no, the Rockets, the Rockets, the way they play their pick and roll, right. Just has demolished Nikola Jokic and the way the Nuggets, um, operate their drop coverage at center. How'd you like so, that strategy of the like kind of the the random double teams almost? I mean, it right. worked really well. I guess you got a 
Uh, you got to tip your cap to, to Coach Malone. But that's kind of what I think uh, the player said after the game really worked was, hey, we, we threw in you know double teams, but it wasn't like it came at a specific time. We were mixing up the timing. Uh, right, it wasn't playing double team, yeah. It wasn't this always happens at this time, which makes it easier for good players to figure out. Right. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting strategy, something we haven't seen. I wonder if, you know, I mean, what, what do you think? Do you think this is like now the blueprint um, for for other teams for when it comes to defending James Harden, who's averaging what, like something like 39 points a game? I, I don't think there's a blueprint, man. Like you, I think it depends on your coverage, depends on your people. Um, the Nuggets pulled it off for a night, but if they rolled that out there on Houston tomorrow, uh, do I think James Harden couldn't figure it out? No, like he'll just go to the line 15 more times. Well, yeah, I mean, according to him, the Nuggets just got lucky too, right? That's what he said after the game. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, and he always feels that. He has a very, um, he and Westbrook, I think, both have a very uh, Nuggets are a little brother sort of a thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, and and they've both. Which I is mean, funny because the, the Nuggets have been better than both teams recently. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Up and up until this, uh, maybe these past year, maybe last year and this year, um, the both of those guys have had the Nuggets number. I mean, Russell Westbrook was a thorn in Denver's side for a good five year period, basically yep. from the time he knocked them out of the playoffs, uh, the year they traded Melo, to the time that he eliminated them from playoff competition when he broke Oscar Robertson's triple double record. That was, I mean, there was it was always something Russell Westbrook was doing. You know. Uh, kind of a rivalry built up between Nuggets fans and him specifically, not even well, Rocky and him specifically. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, because he blocked the half court shot, so that uh, that made a. But that's it. I mean, he's he's really been uh, he's kind of been a guy who's really hurt the Nuggets up until this last season, uh, or at least last year when the Nuggets finally seemed to uh, figure him out. Now it's kind of a similar story with Harden, minus the the theatrics with Rocky, but. You know, he's been a thorn in their side for several years. And now, to me, it almost looked like, okay, the Nuggets, if nothing else, there's that that mental boost, that confidence boost, right, that they, they'll get from, hey, we we actually took James Harden on uh, and and the Rockets at full at full strength, and, and we were able to come out and not only win, but pretty, dominate the game pretty well. Well, for me, that's really it. it. It has nothing to do with whether this is a blueprint. It has to do with whether this gives the Nuggets something to remember rather than losing, 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 losing to James Harden. It gives them something to say, hey, you know, we can take that guy. We can beat him and Westbrook together. You never know if they're going to run into each other in the playoffs. They've got several more games this year. You want them to look at it positively and um, have that positive mindset when you go um, play a rival. And right. the Rockets and the Nuggets are rivals. Like, that's just the way that it is. Um, I know there seem to be a lot of people who don't think that's the case. If you watch NBA TV, the Nuggets apparently beat them via voodoo. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, they, they give no respect at all. Right. Um, but the Nuggets and the Rockets are rivals, and they're going to face each other a lot, and it's going to be back and forth because the Rockets are a great team that the Nuggets struggle with that sort of team. Right. And that night was nice. Yeah, no, it was. It was a. Um, it was a really nice. Uh, like I said, I, I thought if for mentally, if nothing else, it, it a really nice. It's a good reset for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To now say, okay, we we prove that yes, we can beat Houston 
uh, at full strength. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Phoenix game, just because it happened. Uh, it's so fresh in our memory. We, we had this one just uh, just last night. I mean, give me... A, I look at this uh, this game, and it's it's really... It's, it's a story of three guys, right? It's, it's, it's Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, and Will Barton. Those guys pretty much uh, carry this team and, and, and get the win. It, it's, it's one of the, the games that you kind of look at and you're a bit shocked, right? Because you expect with, with the Suns starting Frank Kaminsky and, and Dario Saric, you expect the Nuggets to go to Nikola Jokic early and often. And for him to have a big game, that's not what happens. It ends up being Jokic ends up only getting eight points. It, they didn't I, even try it, man. Like they weren't, yes. they weren't passing him on the block at all. He was just yeah, he out took nine shots. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes that's, that's his doing, but Nikola Jokic, like they didn't plan for him to get any, um, offensive action. I didn't see a lot of the sets designed for him. Like it was, it was very much, um, a guard oriented attack for the Nuggets and the guards pulled it off. So, right. I mean, I can't complain about it. Well, and then Paul Millsap as well, like I said, he had, a. Uh, he had a big game, and he's. I'm not he's sure continued. they were planning on those threes, though. Well, yes, he well, made them. Okay, let me ask you this, though, Gordon. I mean, should should we be planning on threes from Paul Millsap because he's from shooting, the quarter, but, apparently? Yeah. I mean, he's got he's shooting. I believe they said in the game something like thirty or third overall uh, for the entire league. He's shooting, I think, uh, on the season above forty percent, right? Above fifty percent right now. He's shooting fifty one point four percent from threes. Is that sustainable? I mean, are we seeing? Him, I mean, yeah, okay, maybe not fifty percent, but is or do you would you be shocked if if Paul Millsap is a forty percent three point three point shooter this season? Yeah, wouldn't you? Well, well, I mean, maybe not because this, this is what dudes do when they get old, right? They they hang out in the corner and they they just can threes, and and he seems to be having it down. We're, I mean, we're into the season now. What like eleven fourteen games? So I mean, fifteen games at some point. Don't we got to accept this as a, as a realistic sample size for the year? No, that's not the way three point shooting works. Man. <laughs> I mean, I know you want to do that, but no, you don't have to. You don't have to accept that. Um, but really, for for Millsap, it's it's great. I love seeing him can threes. He needs to because Jeremy Grant can't hit anything. Yeah, yeah, he's so a, it's he's good a that they have a forward that's going to make some threes. What um, about do you do you do you believe Will Barton's three point numbers right now? Uh, I believe in Will Barton. I am a Will Barton believer. Gordon Gross, number one president of the Will Barton fan club. I I just like the way Will plays. The Nuggets need somebody who plays ferociously on both ends. Barton has his faults, as all players do, but the way that he came off the bench um, in that fourth quarter and would not be denied – um, against the Suns, like that's important to the Nuggets. They need fearlessness because they got a lot of young guys, and Barton doesn't right. fear anything. He's never feared anything. But healthy Barton is is a much better option. Um, and it allows other people to worry less about um point creation, I guess, and right. just play in the in the flow of the game. Yeah, but I mean, though, but forty four percent from three again. Is this a guy who you ex- would would expect to end up over forty percent on the year? Well, Barton's been closer to that than Millsap by far. That's true. That's very true. By far, like will like you know, Paul Millsap is like a thirty four percent like lifetime. You know, he's been a little bit better in in his old age, but uh, you know, Millsap is is not a three point shooter. 
Um, he doesn't have the motion. He doesn't have the um, the reps. So in small reps, he's doing fine. And I like that. It's definitely cleaner. But, I mean, you know, Will Barton shot 37% from three before. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not a big not leap for him. great, but he's shot it. Um, I mean, 30% I, I percent is Bugley. 38, 39, yeah. I can think he can do that. 44, though. That uh, that would be interesting to see. I don't, I don't think he'll quite... Well, he's, he's not going to keep well. 44. Like, this is... When right. people talk about small sample size with three-point shooting, uh, I don't think people understand how long it takes for three-point shooting to normalize. It's longer than a full season. So, right. like, unless you're Steph Curry shooting 700 threes in a season, it's it's longer than a, than a full season to normalize your, like, this is kind of who I am as a three-point shooter. So right. when guys are good for 15, 20 games, that doesn't mean that they're good and their motion is great and they'll be shooting great forever. It's not what that means. Case in point, Trey Lyles. Yeah, yeah. And seriously, the Nuggets have seen it. Exactly. Trey Lyles, where you're you're looking at him and you're like, wow, that looks pure. And the next year, you're like, wow, I, whoa. <laughs> what happened? Whoa. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so you take it when it's good. When it's good, you take it. And you assume that the Nuggets have enough good shooting. Um, thankfully, Malik Beasley is playing again. So you yeah. have enough good shooting to like make up for it when your guys who are surprising you start to go cold. Yeah, absolutely. That's... um. That, that, I mean, that's been the key. I think uh, the big key to this run has been the depth, both in just in general, how deep they can go. We've saw him, uh, Coach Malone kind of refer to the, the bench as his bullpen, right? His bullpen of small forwards. Right. He can mix and yeah. match those matchups, um, which we've seen him do now three games in a row. But uh, also just the, the depth that they have in, in creation and playmaking and scoring within their own starting lineup, right? Because you have a Will Barton, a Jamal Murray, a Gary Harris, a Paul Millsap, all those guys around Nicole Jokic. If Jokic, you know, like tonight, he scores eight points. Well, guess what? You had three of those other guys get above 20 who right. still end up winning. You know, that, that that's something that not a lot of teams can boast. It, and, and it really, I think, has helped them along the way. Because like, like we've been talking about, I mean, they haven't played necessarily their best basketball this the entire Nuggets season. played, like, what, a game and a half of great basketball this year? Like, it's yeah, no, so I mean, strange. They play good quarters. Like, they'll have an amazing quarter, and you'll say, this is something to build on, and then they forget how to play for three quarters, and they still win the game. Yep. It's... It's been a really strange year for Nuggets basketball as far as offensive execution goes. I'm sure Malone is delighted to be like what the top defense now. Um, yeah, or but I don't, be close, I don't know. I think that's, they were third coming in. Yeah, I don't know that that's sustainable either, man. Like that's that's really my concern about the Nuggets is that I'm worried that early sample size is going to give them the wrong idea about who they are. I again don't mind it if it's much like the the Houston game. If you want to say, see, when we play defense, we're better. Guys go out there and hustle on defense, and they do. That's great. But don't think that you're a good defensive – like that you're the best defensive squad in the league because you're not. And that's a that's a terrible thing to assume that you are and punt offense to concentrate on defense. Yeah, but why can't why can't they uh, assume that they are? I mean, they they've been really good defensively. They're they're stopping teams from scoring. They're not giving up easy looks. They're they're playing and they're playing energetic defense. They're, they're giving I mean, up 18 threes that the team misses all 18. That's not defense, man. Nobody misses 18 threes in a row because of defense. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, but that, that that that's just one one instance, though. You know what I mean? I mean, this is that's what I'm saying. It's they're twelve and three now, and they haven't really they haven't won very many games at all with the offense. I mean, maybe Memphis. Uh, that one was that was pretty much an offensive game, but otherwise, yeah, Memphis Memphis counts as an offensive game. Memphis yeah. counts as a complete game, pretty much. Yeah, Memphis was was one of their best outings, but otherwise, I mean, they they've pretty much done it defensively throughout the entire season. Well, they've done it defensively in spurts. It's just that their spurts on defense look better than their spurts on offense. That's true. I and they're, they're, they're not, fewer and farther between man. on offense. This is so yeah, far yeah. It, it, well, they're still running a weird non-Jokic offense. That's I'm not sure why. Right. It's very confusing to me to watch a guard-oriented offense on a team where your best player is undeniably your center. Like, what are you doing? Why are we running so much two-man? And I don't know if it's because that's what worked in the playoffs because it's the only thing that worked because nobody could make any shots. Right. And so they ran a bunch of, you know, uh, two-man game with him and Murray, and that's what worked, and they're just doing a bunch of it this year. You know, they're just doing a bunch of two guys working, three guys standing. But it's not – I don't know that that's a good recipe for offensive success. Um, I like the fact that, you know, the bench tonight decided to run a little in the second half, and it helped them. I like the fact that they decided to run a little um, against Houston, and it helped them. That right. makes me happy. I'm glad to see those things where you're trying to play a little faster instead of playing so much – 1997 basketball like that's that's not good don't do that yeah i mean they um it's been odd it's been really odd to see because they've been a team who's been had a reputation for their offense in particular particularly with Jokic. that's been their calling card and it's been the defense where you've had the question and another thing that's been kind of their calling card is a faster paced uh less orchestrated game they've played this year as one of the slowest teams in the league, they've they've basically walked it up. They set up in the half court, but they've executed. I mean, they're they're getting they're getting wins. I, I mean, there's something got to be said about how much can we complain when they're twelve and three? You can't complain. All you're doing is noting. I am not at all unhappy that they have the record they have. You just look at it and say, I'm not sure that you can take the Lakers in the playoffs playing this way. I'm not sure you want to run seven games against James Harden like this. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it's it, this. This has no no bearing on on the regular season. The Nuggets should be a great regular season team. They are the deepest team in the league. There yeah. is no team as deep as the Nuggets. The Nuggets are so deep. They've got guys who should be in the rotation who can't crack. You know, Malik Beasley played like twenty minutes in the last you know however many games uh, right. combined. Like he was out of the rotation. Comes in tonight, gets some buckets, gets some flow back, helps the Nuggets make some uh, make a run on on their bench. You know, um, you've got all sorts of guys who you're not sure how to fit them in. How much can you play Wancho? How much can you play um, Michael Porter Jr.? Because you don't have the time for this. They have like four guys in the G League, basically. Like, you know, come on. Like there's there's so much that they are um, spread out. They have more guys that they can use than they can possibly use, Um, which is a great problem. You know, as long as you can make sure that all of your guys stay hot enough, that they yeah. get enough minutes. Yeah, exactly. As long as that you can, you can keep everybody happy and, and, and content. Which maybe, you know, maybe they they are, maybe they aren't. Somebody's bound to get some feelings hurt 
no matter what, just because as we're seeing the minutes, you know, nobody's happy. I can guarantee you Michael Porter Jr. is not happy or Juancho Hernan Gomez is not happy and Malik Beasley is not happy because the, all those guys think they deserve more minutes. But that, that doesn't mean they're not being good teammates and that they're not still, you know, putting in the work uh, they, I wouldn't every say they're day. Not happy. They're not satisfied. That is yeah. not that is not their goal. They're not like, this is all that I want out of my, you know, exactly. my NBA year is to hang out on the bench and wave a towel and maybe get in every third game. Exactly. Those guys you know, that's, expect that's to make not impacts. The plan. That, that is not what they would see for themselves. And honestly, if you traded them to Atlanta, they'd be out there clocking right. 30 minutes a game. Right. Yeah, if you traded them to a lot of teams, that's yeah. going to be – uh, that's going to be the way it is. It just so happens they play on the deepest team in the league. Gordon, you talked. I mean, you talked a little bit about earlier about like the respect that the Nuggets are getting right now, and we. I think uh, as a site, we've kind of noted, you know, the coverage or lack thereof, the lack of national respect. Is this a team when you look at them now, twelve and three? I mean, should we be seriously taking them, and should everybody be seriously taking them as a finals contender? As hey, this is. A, I mean, and honestly, so is this team? I mean, are they a championship contender? Because I don't think there you can say. Uh, there's any team in the East that you're going to be like, there's no way the Nuggets can beat them in a seven game series. I mean, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, you're looking at one of those three teams. I, I don't necessarily think the Nuggets couldn't beat one of those teams uh, in the playoffs. I don't either. Like those, those teams would match up fine with the Nuggets. Right. Um, the, the teams that you worry about are Houston, LA, Houston, LA. the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. And um, the Clippers. Clippers, because the Clippers, uh, if the Clippers ever like fully deploy, well, and you figure in the playoffs that's when they do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured they're just they're just biding their time, man. They don't care. Right. They, they're they're pulling a um a, an old San Antonio Spurs trick, basically. Right. You know where they're like, look, man, like we're gonna do um, and we don't care, and you can find me, and I don't care about that either, because my goal is to make sure I've got enough juice. To get through, you know, the the playoffs. Right. I want to win sixteen games. Like I don't care about these eighty two. Right. I just got to win enough to basically have home court advantage for a series yeah, or two. Yeah. Yeah. You want home court advantage in the beginning, and then you figure you'll get your guys confident at home, and then you'll go out and you'll try and pound the the Nuggets at home. Right. Like, yeah. You feel you like know, you could steal one in Denver. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much everyone's goal. Uh, but there's a difference between that and saying the Nuggets are only a regular season squad. Like you don't win a bunch of playoff games last year as only a regular season squad, and they did that injured and shorthanded and tired. Right. Like it, we'll see who has a full squad when it comes. Nuggets should be favored as much as any other team, other than perhaps the Lakers. Right. You know, or the Clippers, because those two teams are are showing how great they are. I can see Houston maybe being ranked playoff wise above the nuggets just because they have more experience there, but they don't have more good experience. How many times has James Harden been kicked out of the playoffs? How many times has Russell Westbrook gets in? Lots. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like in poor performances, like barely getting the energy up to play performances. Right. Yeah. We've seen it from both of their, their teams. yeah. Yeah. Don't come at me with this whole more killer minded than you. Don't, don't hit me up with that. Right. You know, I know Jokic looks like a big bowling ball of joy, but, <laughs> you know, he's like a weeble wobble of NBA stardom. But right. it, he's amazing. Like, there are guys on the Nuggets. You you don't think Jamal Murray and, and Will Barton yeah. have all that fire in them to win? Come on. 
Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, the the no, I I don't doubt that at all. I don't I don't doubt the the Nuggets killer instinct. I I to me, I think I yeah, you 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 should talk about them uh, in the same breath as 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 the Lakers, as the Clippers, uh, as the Rockets, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, whoever. Because I I mean, I the Nuggets have enough guys that they're going to be able to constantly throw. Uh, like I talked about before, they, they've got enough depth, even in their starting rotation, in terms of playmaking and scoring ability, that they've got enough guys to throw at you that they're going to continue uh, to be successful. But the thing is, is as we saw last season, you can play, you can put it on Nikola Jokic's shoulders for an entire game and he'll get it done for you. You know, you can series. put it on his shoulders for a whole series. Yeah, yeah. you can you can have Jamal Murray. Um, catch fire and, and uh, win you a game in one quarter, you know? So they, there's, there's that talent that is there um, at the top end as well. And I think, I think it's going to, I mean, as with any team is some things are going to have to break your way uh, to make it, to make the run all the way to the title. But I, I, to me, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any other team um, above Denver in terms of a championship uh, aspirations right now. I don't see any team they can't beat. Now I do want to see them play the Lakers. I'm really looking forward to that. Right. Um, because I want to see what that matchup looks like for Denver because the Lakers have been running everybody out the gym. And I, I love that. I, I'm, I don't mind the Lakers being back. Um, but it's still a very top heavy team. Um, yeah. And yeah, I want to see how that goes. dreadfully thin once you get past, you know, the further starting five. Right, so, but the Nuggets, the Nuggets bench hasn't performed much. No, so yeah. I I want to see the Nuggets bench step up because that should be their their benefit. That should be where they they make their money is seeing whether you know LeBron James finally gets old in the playoffs playing forty four minutes a night. Yep. Like, and you don't because nobody on the Nuggets has to. I don't want to again. Like, that's not good. Don't do that. Right. Uh, right. But it's it's the Nuggets play to their strengths. I don't I don't see any good reason for them not to be in the the championship conversation. They are contenders, and it annoys me when there are a number of um, people around the league who seem to want to talk about it like they're not, just right. because I don't know because it's Denver, I suppose. The Nuggets, yeah, exactly. That's and that's I think the thing that really gets to the bottom of of what all the fans here in Denver feel is it's not about the fact that we're not you know that we we feel like we need to get more highlights or that they're they're disrespecting us because they don't believe in the team we feel like they're disrespecting us as a city as right. as a whole <laughs> and it's like oh the the nuggets that cute little franchise haha look at them they could never actually be a contender and i think people are going to find out real quick and hopefully it'll happen with this Lakers game here coming up but i think this team like we said they they're going to be as good as anybody in the league they've got as good as anybody in the league a shot at winning the title and and we can continue to listen to Tracy McGrady and the rest of them sound sound foolish in retrospect and because... I get it. I mean Tracy's repping for Houston I understand. right yeah that, I guess that's, that's true. job to laugh in his face so right it, it is what it is I tell you what you know what let's go ahead uh let's take a look forward to that schedule that's coming up it's actually a pretty light week um for the Nuggets this week, but we've got two games on the docket over the Thanksgiving week, so I want to I want to break those down, and then of course we'll just end out the show with some some win loss predictions for you guys. But so let's hit a break, and then we will be right back. We've all been there. 
when the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. everybody, welcome back into the Pickaxe Podcast. Zach Mikosh, Gordon Gross. We spent that first half of the show looking back at the win streak currently on this homestand. Nuggets five in a row, including three this week. All of them fairly impressive wins. Now they get a bit of, of a shift. They're going to have one more game at home to close out this homestand. They'll play the Wizards on, what is it, I think Tuesday? Maybe Oh yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, and then and then the uh, the the nice for the Nuggets they'll be home for Thanksgiving, and then I think it's not until Saturday that they play. Uh, they play next. They'll be in Sacramento uh, against the Kings. Those are the only two upcoming games. But that the, the interesting to, thing to know is after this Washington game, I believe it's five of the next six on the road. They'll go out to they'll go out to Sacramento. Uh, to on next weekend, and then they'll be home to play that Lakers game, like we were talking about. And then after that, it's a it's a four game East Coast. Yeah, road they go they go swing. east for that one. It's our it's our annual four game joy fest. So. Right, right. Which the the Nuggets t- they do tend to uh, uh, struggle with. They're going to see a lot of teams that they've already seen. They're going to see Boston, Brooklyn, and then the Sixers. Yeah, but at least they're not they're not traveling much. Like you can get to all of those things by bus. Like, right. You know what's You're annoying? Not going anywhere. It's not like it's a Toronto to Miami kind of an East Coast road trip. They've got they've got the Knicks and the they've got a back to back. They've got the Knicks and the Nets 
Uh, but are they going to do that on the back to back? No, that's they're going to go from New York to Boston back to back to New York. Yeah, but even so, that's like that's like three hours, man. You're fine. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. They'll, they'll probably take a train. The yeah, whole it's, thing. it's not that complicated. Like that's the nice thing, and the Philly's not that far either. Like, no, it, yeah, from from New York, it's another train. Yeah, it's a, it's an hour and a half. Like I ain't worried right. about it. Like it's those are the things that that make an East Coast road trip not as bad as it could be. So I'm curious to see what they come with because they've got a bunch of days in between. They're not running a bunch of Oh, like I don't think there's any back-to-backs. Well, just that New York-Boston back-to-back. Yeah, the New York-Boston. But again, it's a back-to-back, and in, in like it's easier than getting to Utah from here. Right for the back-to-back. Right, yeah, they'll be um, uh, they shouldn't be too too tough in terms of the travel schedule. So, but getting back to this this homestand that closes up against Washington, I mean, I let's talk about Isaiah Thomas, man. He uh, he is back in the league, I guess, with Washington now starting. For the Wizards, do you think uh, we saw him last year, Gordon, and he wasn't really close uh, to healthy? He wasn't close to being the Isaiah Thomas that everybody remembered. Uh, is he a guy you see ever really getting back to where he was that one season with Boston? I uh, no. It's kind of like asking Derrick Rose to get back to the season that he had when he won MVP. Like right. you're not going to do that. Um, but he can be good. Like he can be a valuable asset. He's just not going to shoot the ball like twenty three times a game anymore. Like that's he not going to be his. He might against the Nuggets. Team. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if, when they play Boston, he will. Yeah, like for you sure. know, I you know they've already played Boston once. He shot he shot the ball fine, but you know it's. Yeah, I think it was his highest point total of the year actually against Boston, if I remember right. But for the most part, like his job is to run the offense to get out there for you know twenty five minutes or so. Go out, run an offense. He's getting a lot of assists yep. to shoot the ball when he's free to do so, and he's doing that. Like he's playing his role, and which to a lot Bradley Beal, he could not do. Yeah, exactly. That that's always that. I mean, that was the the, the concern here, right? Was how right. did you fit him into this Nugget system when he was such a different type of player? Right. But he's he he's working it now. You're. You're never going to get defense from him because he's, you know, about your height. Five Zach. foot five. Oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Low blows on the pickaxe well, podcast. I didn't have to reach down that far, buddy. It's, oh, jeez. Jeez. But, All right. yeah, All right. like, you know, Isaiah Thomas is is a product of um, of his own design. Like, he said, well, I am going to be the best player of my height that has ever been, and he's worked hard at that. Right. Um, I, I admire him. Uh, uh, the Nuggets had great leadership from him last year, even when he wasn't able to play up to his standards, wasn't able to play as much as he wanted. You know, um, the Nuggets gave him a way back into the league. They kept him around. They let him right. play with the team, hang out around the team, rehab with the team. And, and now it's paying off in Washington. I could not be happier for him, really. Like, he, he's a good guy. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, he's stand-up. In terms of people who you would have wondered, will they be happy, uh, in particular, not not getting minutes? And you know he wasn't because Isaiah Thomas was trying to find a job. He was – you remember, right. I mean, he was on a, a veteran minimum with the Nuggets at a one-year deal. And so he was trying to keep himself relevant in the league and just hang on. And it worked out really well in Washington with, with John Wall being out for the entire year. Uh, Isaiah Thomas comes in, he'll come in again on a veteran minimum, but he'll give you something, and they kind of worked him into it. He didn't necessarily start right away, but now with the way he's been playing and he's showing that he's healthy, you know, there's, I mean, listen, if he can be a 15-point 
seven assist guy. Like that's that's a valuable player in the NBA. It's not that dude's making over ten mil a year for sure. I mean, like, how long did Earl Boykins last in the NBA? Be doing basically that. Yeah, less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, uh, really, like if you're a bench guy and you're gonna go play twenty five minutes, you could do spot starts. You can get playoff minutes. You've got playoff history. You can, you know, your shot's a knockdown shot, and you get make good passes and have good leadership. There, you'll be around the league a really long time. So right. if his if his hip and now looks healthy, you know, it, uh, Isaiah Thomas has another, you know, several years left in his career. Um, yeah. and I'm happy for him that he does. Yeah, and it's I'm happy it wasn't with the Nuggets because we found Monty Morris instead. So correct. Now the we, Nuggets we are going to have to pay out. Monty Morris, so that'll be interesting <laughs> right. too at some point. Right. But um. That's another year off. We don't worry about that until next year's podcast. All right. Next so, year's podcast is going to be how the hell do we afford Monte Morris? That's uh, that's it. That's it. Good preview. Uh, we're pitching the off-season podcast right now here in November. Right. You can hear it now. <laughs> um, all right. So the other game on the week is the Sacramento Kings. Nuggets uh, typically – I mean, we uh, – didn't we uh, – we, we feel like we talked about this last time they played the Kings. Um, they got the win. It wasn't particularly pretty against Sacramento uh, in the beginning of the season. Now they are back out there in in Sacramento again. Um, does this game scare you, or do you feel like at this point like they're, they're over that hump? Well, the Nuggets always seem to struggle in Sacramento. They did before um, Malone got to Denver. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Sacramento. I, it, well, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a tough I've environment to play in. Those are good fans. Yeah, well, no, They are good fans. Um, it's why it was the one team that I was I was happy to see not go to the Sonics because yeah. the Sacramento fans are great fans. Like right. they've always been terrific. Um but seriously, the Nuggets usually struggle there. Um Malone has a lot of pressure on him to win in a place that kicked him out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the Nuggets tend to do poorly because they they feel that pressure from their coach. Um but I think they're over the hump at this point. Like they're just a better team. And all of their guys are rounding into form. Uh, well, I don't know. Gary Harris still can't finish at the rim for some reason. But, you know, <laughs> most true. of their guys are, are rounding into form. Um, yeah, I, I mean, i say Sacramento's a team that you look at and it's like, all right, their they're struggles and history aside, they're just clearly not at the same level that Denver is right now. And they are they, Denver has done a better job, I think, of of I mean maybe they're still playing down to their competition a little bit, but they're they're still finding ways to win. They're not dropping right. games against. Well, the, the only concern you have is that it is a trap game because you have the Lakers yes. at home coming up. You know, it's not a it's not a prime time game for whatever reason. I'm not sure why the Nuggets and and Lakers is not going to be on ESPN, but yeah. you know, that's they fine. Got, they got Nuggets. Uh, what are they got? Nuggets Celtics on ESPN here coming up soon. So yeah, it'll be fun. That's fine. But yeah, sorry, no, if, I mean if you're also... on ESPN. All we'd hear about would be uh, LeBron the whole time. So <laughs> there you go. You LeBron know they're they're coming. They're also coming off of the Thanksgiving, right? Do you worry about the the turkey hangover? Well, in, I mean, Nicole Yoke is going to eat like fourteen pounds <laughs> of turkey. So <laughs> that's right. It's going to be extra sluggish uh, on that one. No, I mean, I I think the Sacramento. There, it's commendable what they've done. I think so far this season because they've had a tough, tough run of injuries. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is not playing. Marvin Bagley uh, is not playing. Those are those are your two two big pieces of what you plan on doing this year. And they're they're finding ways to stay in it without them hovering right around 500. Obviously, Bogdanovich 
Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich is, is, is yeah. a good player. Mar, uh, Harrison Barnes has played well for them these past few games. So they're 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 finding ways to do good, it. Man. I mean, you can't you can't argue that the uh, that the Kings have not been you know fairly well coached. That they are are making it through injuries to a squad that isn't all that deep. Right. You know that that doesn't have the the front to back. Um, prowess that the Nuggets have, that they're making the most of what they've got, and and I I love that. Um, I'm glad to see that the Kings are are going to be fighting uh, the whole season, you know, yeah. to try to make the playoffs. They want to do that. They're a little under right now. I mean, they're what six and eight, so uh, seven and eight now. Seven and oh, eight. they won. They, they won but, tonight yeah. against the Wizards. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, like it's those are they're fighting to see if they can just hang around 500. See what happens when they get all their guys back. Yeah. Like that's your hope is, is that sometime in December, you're going to get a bunch of guys back. You're going to get, you know, maybe Marvin and, and Darren Fox back uh, around Christmas. Like, I don't know it, they're, they're out a minute um, with ankle and hand injuries. So right. you're missing the guys you were planning on building around, but you're still doing very well. Yeah. yeah as far as keeping or, or it up, well you enough. scoring, you right. know, you've got Buddy Heald who's still, you know, Pretty a scoring machine. Good, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah although yeah, his I mean, shooting's down, you but, found you know, something in Rashawn Holmes at, at center. Maybe you, you know, yeah, a guy that and you, I, you... I do like that with Rashawn. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, um. And then you've got Nemanja, who just keeps killing the Nuggets every time he gets on the court with them. <laughs> right. Exactly. So seems like the one time this year he can he can drop the threes is is whenever he, when he sees the Nuggets. whenever the Nuggets are playing. The elites is um, the so, elites yeah, is I don't... hitting it from downtown. Exactly. I don't think they have the firepower to hang with Denver. I just don't. Um, no, I, I don't either. I, I and I think um, you know it, it, it's it's up to it's only up to the Nuggets. There there is some reasons to think of the trap game. You're you're coming off of some long time off. You're going to have some time away from basketball on Thursday. This is the first game back. You're going out on the road after you've been home for the better part of two weeks. You know, there, there, there's certainly that element to it, but, but they should, I feel like we've seen enough from this team to believe that they should be able to overcome that. Well, keep in mind, like the, the nuggets also get pretty good shots from the guys that they play. Like we may complain about the fact that NBA observers don't give them their due, but other teams seem to come out and want to play right. the nuggets and want to give them a good shot. They don't, um, they know that it would be a good um, notch in their belt if they could do it. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody... I expect to get a good shot from Sacramento. I do. Yeah, I I, I would expect that we we should see uh, the best that they have. They're definitely going to be wanting to get into win that get that win. All right, Gordon, we'll close it up with win loss predictions. What do you got? Do you think the Nuggets are the Nuggets? What seven in a row after this week? Uh, I'm gonna go yes, even though I kind of feel like it'll go one to one. But I'm gonna say two and zero oh because it should be. That's what should happen. Yeah, this is uh these these are gimmies right here with the win the games you should win, man. Like win the games you should win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think they go two and zero as well. It's not, um, it's not going to be easy. I think that Sacramento game it makes me it makes me scared, you know, because it was particularly the Nikola Jokic, Turkey coma that. um, (laughs) (laughs) You'll just work it off. It'll be fine. Do you think Jokic drinks like two liters of cola? On 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 Thanksgiving, you think that's his celebration? <laughs> it would be mine, man. If I was if I was right, like, just dunk the turkey um, in the cola. It'll be fine. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, and with that, um, I think we're gonna 
We're going to call it a show. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. He's at GMoneyNugs. We're also at Pickaxe Podcast, at Denver Stiffs, and at SB Nation. Uh, over on Instagram, at The Denver Stiffs. And also make sure you guys are following us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and of course, subscribe to the podcast channel. You'll get the pickaxe podcast nuggets, numbers, uh, the dig and the Denver stiff show all on the Denver nuggets podcast channel. So make sure you guys are subscribing to that. Get all those pods as they come out throughout the week. And I think if you do all that, you'll, you'll pretty much be our, our favorite person in the entire world. So, um, please go to it. Uh, Mr. Gordon Gross, the, the favorite person in my world, sir. I appreciate you as always coming on. You're too kind. Also a little short, but too kind. That's, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I take back everything I said. <laughs> all right, everybody. You have you're a good the of this broadcast. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you're the old man, not me. Uh, <laughs> All right, everybody, you have yourself a good Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you next week.